Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast, the playoff edition. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, are you ready for the playing? Yeah, man, this is the first ever 10,000 Layups playoff podcast. It is. Oh, it's, uh, a, we, it's a somewhat momentous day, um, mostly mostly for us. It's. I was going to say it's really about us. Um, we meant to record it yesterday. My yeah, my, I was, we were talking before. My allergies, like you know, you're just getting old when you just like can't do something because your allergies are bad. Um, yeah. Well, we're good today. Um, we're recording this on Monday night, so hopefully you're listening to this Tuesday morning and uh, you're gearing up for tonight's game against the Clippers. Um, yeah, Wolves Clippers uh, Tuesday night, eight thirty p.m. The game's on TNT and WCCO. It is the one game play-in. Uh, Wolves are the seven seed. Clippers are the eight seed. The Wolves win, and they're the seven seed. Of course, yep. they lose. They play the winner of the the uh, Spurs and Pelicans. Um, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, right now, I think the Wolves started as uh, one and a half point favorites. The line has shifted to the Wolves uh, three point favorites, which means that people are putting the money on the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, what what are your like? What are you feeling right now? Um, I mean, it's hard because I've been like kind of bracing for this game for months. Um, I feel like both of us we kind of talked on this about this on our last pod with Jordan Die. Um, this has been the most likely outcome for a really long time, so Wolves fans should not be surprised that we're heading into a playing game. Yeah, but at the same time, it's still just like kind of nerve. I mean, it's nerve wracking, obviously, but it's also fun. You know, like this is. This is the point is that you this is the point to having a good season is that you get to play in meaningful games. So like if you if you're worried if you're like scared of one meaningful game, uh that does not bode well for winning a championship because you have to play what, I guess, at least twelve of them. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. I know. It's, it'll be just really interesting to see how the Wolves kind of perform and how this roster steps up in a big moment because this is easily the biggest game. Obviously, this team has been in it. It's the biggest game of Ant's career. Yeah. You know, it, it's you could say it's probably, well, it's like probably tied for maybe the biggest game of Carl's career except for game 82. Yeah, but I mean, that, which is the same scenario. I, yeah. I, mean, I feel like this is a bigger deal than those kind of inevitable playoff losses to Houston were. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting. I agree. I think, cause it's, I think it's, it's more about Carl than, than that last series was. And um, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the interview with Jordan. Um, go check that out. If you haven't yet, uh, we interviewed cool. Jordan die on Friday. Um, kind of a timeless interview. I think that you can probably go back and, and um, he's, he's of course a guy who sits center court uh, front row every game and, and, and um, you know, has a lot of fun. Um, no, but I think you're right. Like if you're not like if you like it's certainly a good thing to be nervous bef- before the game cuz it just means you care, I guess. But um yeah, I mean, um I'm I'm excited. Um we each have an X factor for the game. Um you know, we can preview it like basically the preview is Clippers were 3 and 1 against the Wolves this season. Yep. Clippers didn't have Paul George uh for a, a huge chunk of the season. They haven't had Kawhi Leonard yet. Um the Clippers make a big trade. They get Robert Covington. They get Norman Powell. And everybody's like, what are they doing this for? This seems weird. Yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe it's for next year. And then suddenly Paul George comes back. And then Powell, who who got hurt with the Clippers right away, but he comes back. And suddenly it's like, oh, shit, this yep. Clippers team is like pretty good. And then they and, and we'll go we'll go into um, some of their stuff later on. But um I think we both have an X factor. So my X factor for the game, and it's not necessarily like if he plays well, the Wolves win, but maybe it's more of like a playoffs X factor. Like if this player underperforms or doesn't play well, I think it's going to be pretty um, like we're going to point fingers. So D'Angelo Russell, who he's missed the last two games with a hamstring injury. And then he was sick um, on Sunday against the Bulls. And they, or at least they said he was sick. Mm-hmm. which Jace, Jace Frederick had a, a, a good tweet. He he basically said like, I, I always find it really weird when players are sick and then they sit on the bench with the, with their team teammates. Yeah, yeah. But then the game before uh, Russell was hurt and wasn't there. So I, you, you just wonder if there's something else going on and yeah. um, we'll get into this later, but I, I mean, like it may, maybe a off season podcast. I would be yeah. really surprised if D'Angelo Russell's back with the wolves um, next year beyond that. But anyways, um, so yeah, Russell, his last 14 games, um, this is like pretty staggering because we we talked about how Russell's like, yeah, like he's 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 buying into yeah. you know, Finch and blah, blah blah. And this I guess these stats don't necessarily say that he's not, but he just like hasn't been playing as well. Last 14 games, he's averaging 13.8.7.2 assists, three rebounds. He's shooting 37% from the field and 29% from the three-point line. Um the like like 14 and seven is like, isn't bad for like a normal player, but for a player that is, um, you know, a max player and, um, supposed to be like the third star, you know, it feels like there's a world in which like towns has 30 points and 15 rebounds and Edwards has 25 points, but then like Russell's two for 13 and has six points and the wolves lose. So, um, I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Edward or with uh, D'Lo is it's like, you know, we were always like, oh, he's going to be inefficient. He's going to shoot threes. Like you and I historically have not really liked D'Lo, but then 
there is a period of time, you know, when he's passing a lot, like he's doing a good job running the offense. He's playing defense. Like, so kind of, you know, so, so yeah, these are the like kind trying, of things, making an effort. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not worth nothing. And I, I certainly yeah. don't mean to imply that. Um, but you do kind of, you know, if you're just looking for somebody to like make passes and run your offense, you don't need D'Angelo Russell. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of guys who should be able to do that. And so like the fact that the, the kind of good thing that we were saying about him was, Oh, he's being a point guard, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's a like, little bit telling, <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's, he's totally an X factor. I mean, he's supposed to be their like clutch guy. Um, and like, I don't want to take anything from, away from his season either. Like, cause for large stretches of the season, he was that. And very he, good. And so if he can kind of re rediscover some of that, I think that, I mean, obviously that'll be huge. Um, I agree. And that it, it's like the hardest part being, uh, and like, you know, I, I don't want to say like, I don't think we're D'Lo haters. We're probably like D'Lo, you know, realists here. Like yeah. we, I don't, we, I don't hate D'Lo. Yeah. No, but like, I think the hardest part of probably like defending him and then also like not being a fan of him. If you, if like you're, I feel like we're in the middle, but I think you're in the extreme of either or is that he's so frustrating that you're like, Oh yeah, he has these bad games. So I, I dislike him. But then if you're like a defender of him, it's like, yeah, but then he has a 40 point game and you're like, yeah, see. And it's like, if you could just find that, that middle ground for yeah. him, that'd be great. I mean, what we've always said is like, yeah, maybe this is more of an off season pod, but, but just like D D is like kind of like, I don't know very very good jordan clarkson and plays like he's james harden yeah you know and and Thinks that's just kind of yeah exactly and that's just kind of the dealo experience so it's just like which 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 side of the coin are you gonna get and it, and it would be sorry it'd be great if the wolves would get a um the good side of the coin but anyway worth, he's actually, worth noting worth noting he missed two of the games against the clippers this year so yeah we don't want to give him tape he knew this was coming you knew it was coming Smart move. Um, my X Factor is not D'Lo, though. And it's Anthony Edwards. Yes. Um, and specifically Anthony Edwards' defense. I think that's something that's been, you know, really kind of improving all of this year. And he's going to have an opportunity to really showcase that, um, whether he draws Paul George or if they decide to put him on Norm. Um, Anthony Edwards, like, removing an offensive weapon from the Clippers – would just totally change the game for the wolves. Because I think what scares me the most about the Clippers is how many it's not Paul George. It's like how many people on that team can hit shots. And so if Anthony Edwards can take that number down by whatever degree, just by locking somebody up or taking them out or just using his energy, like cutting off passing lanes, I really think that's where he can have the most impact because I, or not the most impact because I think if he scores a lot, like that would be great too, but probably Paul George is going to guard him. Right. So like, I don't know, like I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if we see like an ant 35 point game here. Yeah. Um, but if he can contribute on defense, that would be just awesome. I get what you're saying though. Like, if, like what's more valuable ant scoring 30 or him like, you know, limiting Paul George to yeah. 23 points on 25 shots. I mean, if he can play, if he can play Paul George, even. Yeah. Then the that's a win. Wolves are going to win, you know? Yeah, so, so it, it's, it's just, yeah. And a big part of that is defense because if he goes for 30, but he's too tired to guard PG and PG goes for 40, 
it could get sketchy. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I like, it's a really good game. Man. I, I, I yeah. kind of wish the stakes were a little bit lower. Cause I'm just like, really, I think it's just going to be a really good game. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't even, like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. And like, most of the time it's like, you have an idea and like, you know, you're like, Oh my God, the wolves mm-hmm. might like are going to lose actually. But, um, you know, I'm going to like hold on to some sort of optimism or no. it's like the wolves should win, but like, I'm going to prepare for, fra- for failure. I literally have zero idea. No idea. Like, yeah. No clue. It um, could go so many different directions. Like you could I see know. this, you could, you could see either team blowing it out. You could see this yeah. game right at three overtimes. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. This could just, you could so tell me either team won by 15 points. And I'd say like, sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you could also say like wolves win by two in like, yeah, triple mm-hmm. overtime. Um, a few other things just to kind of keep an eye on. Um, Paul George, since his return, he's played in five games. He is averaging 23 points, uh, 6.8 assists, 5.6 rebounds. He's shooting 52.5% from the three-point line. Seems unsustainable. Yeah, it seems unsustainable. Um, no surprise, Clippers are 4-1 and one in those games. And uh, we talk about how the, the, the Wolves have kind of, they, they hit a wall at the end of the year. Quite the opposite for the Clippers, who have won six of their last seven. Um, big part of that has to do, of, of course, with Norman Powell, too. Norman Powell, he's the guard that uh, they traded uh, from Portland, and Portland mm-hmm. acquired him the year before from Toronto. Uh, two two games so far, Powell has scored 24 and 20 points, respectively, and is a combined 7 for 10 from the three-point line. So when we talk about guys that can just, like, go off, um, he's one of those guys that, you know, can, can easily put up 20, and he's done it twice already. Um, we mentioned the Wolves are 1-3 against the Clippers this season, which is probably a misleading stat. I mean, it's not a lie, but it's also, uh, you know, back in like November, um, I think they played like two games on a back to back at target center, like two games and three nights and mm-hmm. Dilo wasn't there for either game. And I think the wolves were like, they didn't have the identity that they have under Chris Finch. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and both, both teams are, yeah. are, are quite a bit different. Um, and then I think maybe the most fun thing to watch is the familiar faces. So, uh, Robert Covington, who was um, a big piece of that Jimmy Butler trade into Minnesota, he got traded to the Clippers this year after like quite a like probably pretty disappointing like year in Portland. Yeah. Um. And he and he's not played, necessarily his fault, but Blazers no, no, towered on him. It's always hard too with Covington because like his role is such yeah. a specific role that if he's asked to do too much, he suddenly looks bad. Um, yeah, especially for a guy who has like the reputation, I think I've talked about this, like as a guy who has a reputation of a defensive guy, but he's like not really a lockdown, your best player kind of defensive guy. Yeah. You know, he's like a deflect passes and he's like the three and D guy too, that shoots yeah, 34%. But he also can't really shoot threes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. But it's when like he gets hot, it's like great. Cause it's like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what we need. But, yeah, well, and but, since he's gotten to LA, he's been hot. Um, and hot. points, five rebounds, uh, 1.2 blocks, 1.3 steals, shooting 45% from the three-point line since being traded. And then the other familiar face, uh, Patrick Beverly, of course, who spent four seasons with the Clippers. He's absolutely been a culture changer. I don't think um, we've been wrong on a few things on this podcast, and we normally own up to him. I don't know if I've been more wrong about something than Patrick Beverly joining the Wolves and and changing the, the team's culture overall and 
Sometimes is it too much? Yep, it is. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Um, it Dude, makes me cringe. My concerns about this game is that that maybe like he cares too much. We get a Pat Bev too much game that could like like Pat Bev pushing Chris Paul in the back kind of game. Like he can really take the wolves out as much as he can put them in. And I really hope that he can kind of temper his emotions. And yeah, I mean, I, I expect that he will be able to, but it goes back to what we were talking about though, you know, with that, that son's game where, um, you know, I think we talked about just the using that emotion and that energy in like a positive way. Yep. And it's, it's certainly like, this is a different kind of emotion because it's like a nervous like we want to win because we don't want to have our backs against the wall playing, mm-hmm. you know, for the the eight seed. But it's like, will they be able to like capture that and put that in a, in a good spot when there's going to be certainly like Target Center is going to be sold out. I'll be there, but uh, I think right away there'll be an excitement. And then if things don't go right in the first quarter, there's going to be nervous energy, oh, and yeah. I think that's going to be pretty transparent hopefully we never get there hopefully right the, the wolves are up by 20 the whole time but um yeah. if there is that nervous energy it's like how do the players react to that and like you know and, and like so how does somebody like beverly react to that and then mm-hmm. if beverly is pat beverly how does tan how does uh towns and, and edwards react to that right and mm-hmm. um yeah it'll be how it will be interesting react? yeah yeah how does everything it'll be really really interesting yeah i'm also kind of curious to see like what target center is like in such a high stakes game. I am too. It's been a long time since the wolves have like been in this type of a situation. Yeah. Like game 82, you're right. Was the, I mean, then get game Mm -hmm. three against the Rockets. I mean, that was like a series. You didn't really anticipate you'd have any chance winning. They won that game, game three, but game 82 was good. Yeah. That was a, that was a really, really fun game. And the crowd was awesome. So I I have no reason to believe it won't, it will be any different, but yeah, I think, yeah, no, I, I, it'll be, it, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> let's get into our DraftKings read. Then we have some, some other stuff, uh, Wolves news, but, um, we, we'll talk, uh, obviously about the Clippers game. We'll, we'll do a recap pod on, um, on Wednesday to, to talk about through, to talk through it. And hopefully we're previewing the, uh, a Grizzly series. Yep. Of course, if not, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, the next play in which will be, yeah, what's next. What, <laughs> what happened and what's next in, in, in the, the game on Friday. Um, but the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Julian Moore, news around the the Wolves today. Not a surprise. Uh, The Wolves have reached a four-year contract extension for head coach Chris Finch. Great. Uh, John Krasinski in in, in, um, Shams reported this morning. Uh, Wolves, of course, 46 and 36, seventh seed. Um, Not a surprise. Good news, right? Yeah, great news. I mean, he's been awesome. The players love him. The he's it's like it's like the organization likes him, the players like him, and the results have been good. So it's like what like those are the three things you're assessed on yeah. coach. So I mean, yeah, it's great. He seems to be good to work with, good with the guys, and Wolves are winning. So I just like don't make it complicated. Extend the guy. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I I read the first half of Krasinski's article in the Athletic today. Um, I got distracted at work, but uh, like you know, he he really put in the likes. I remember, and in, in you weren't with the Timberwolves at the time, but when they um, opened the practice facility right uh-huh. away, and it seemed like it wasn't that long ago. But then he talked about Krasinski's like, yeah, but, and since then it's been a revolving door for the head coach. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, Flip Saunders, Sam Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Ryan Saunders. I'm I'm certainly missing someone. Tibbs. And then uh, Tibbs, yeah, fuck, that's who I was missing, Tibbs. And then then Finch. And you're like, oh my god, that doesn't seem like it was that long ago. And within just a super short amount of time, it's like, oh my god. And yeah, I think like Finch, he has a little bit of all of the all of what makes those. Yeah coaches great like he has the the you know the players coach in him that 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 flip and ryan had he has the dedication i think that someone like tibbs has Mm -hmm. he has like the he's grinded it out for a while like sam mitchell has i was wondering Um, what you're gonna say for sam mitchell sam mitchell right but i mean like sam mitchell (laughs) like you know like you know grinded it out as a player and then you know as an assistant coach and and put in his time doing stuff so um yeah that's just like you know it's it's interesting because he is like the best version of all of them put together and certainly you know eventually we'll hear about his shortcomings i'm sure like that's you know all coaches no coaches but but yeah like from where they've been and um again we've talked about this plenty of times how they went about firing ryan saunders on a road trip when they knew they were going to do it anyways and they waited till after the game and Ryan was him and his wife were a few days away from, you know, having a, a baby. Um, like it was just like really weird timing for yeah. a guy in, you know, in Gerson who has preached family and blah, blah, blah. And he hires Chris Finch and like, you know, in a, in a perfect book, I guess, for those, you know, advocating for Ryan Saunders, you would say that Chris Finch is a failure, but that's not how it went. Like Chris Finch was a great hire. Uh, just how they they went about it was 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 you know really really poor but um yeah so good news there um chris finch and his staff they all get extensions well deserved um curious what that means for someone like uh sashin gupta um who i would would think would get a, a contract extension himself i you'd almost have to like hire him at least like give him a one-year deal and like figure out what he can do full-time when he has the flexibility and give them a draft and um, you know, whatnot. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think this off season as a whole to kind of see the, do we kind of keep the band back, you know, together and try with the same group on the court in the organization, like all of it. Or do we say like, this was a really good kind of first step, but we need to make some major changes to get to the next level. So I don't know. I can kind of see the argument for both. And I guess we'll, We'll really find out, like, I'm sure, like, with what happens in the play-in and the playoffs yeah. and eventually the kind of draft and free agency, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah, and I think, too, like, if, if we do get in a series, um, I always find it super interesting in the NBA where I think players are good or I think rotations are good, and then you realize quickly, like, players get played off the court. Yeah. And um, it'll be interesting because, like, I don't know who those players are right now, but suddenly if, like, the you know, X team can scheme against, I don't know. I'm just like spitballing here, but like 
Jared Vanderbilt. And then it's like, Oh wait, like we can't even play him anymore. So what he gives you on one end is actually whatever. I'm not, I, I don't know if that's a real thing. I'm just like, no, I know. What you mean, kind of totally. But yeah. So it's like interesting. It's like, okay, what player is it that like, Oh shoot, actually it's not a playoff player. Um, you know, yeah. Hope, hopefully no one. Um, all right, uh, Julian, let's get to our three star sports card card corner. Um, I was going to get into like playoff talk with, with cards, uh, again, in teams and values, but something cool happened. So, uh, so the, well, first off, something not cool happened. Someone stole, someone stole, (laughs) someone stole a Wander Franco card. Um, and this was on social. They had a picture of the guy. Um, it's, it was about a $500, $600 card. So certainly a card with value, but not like, I don't know, like a weird, like a weird thing to steal because like they can, yeah, whatever. And it's like serial numbered. So if you try to sell it, like people would be able to see it, whatever. Um, anyways, the card gets returned, uh, I think about a week later. Um, and then I think there was probably some internal discussion at three stars on what should happen. And this kind of speaks to who they are. Like they could go and sell it again. Um, they could, you know, put it on eBay. Um, instead what they did, they, um, what they did was they, uh, listed the auction or listed the card as an auction on eBay, um, with a hundred percent of the net proceeds given to big, big brothers, big sisters of the greater twin cities area. Um, I think the card is still up for bid. If you want to go bid for it, um, you can find it on eBay, uh, look up three star sports cards and I'm sure it's just right underneath their, their link. Otherwise, if you go to Facebook or Twitter, um, they have a, they have a link to it. So go check that out, go into a, a, a good cause. Um, and overall, just like a class act of, um, you know, certainly they, I don't think they were too worried about, you know, losing something that was $500, um, their business. I, I think those things happened. It was more about the integrity of what had happened. And then they, um, they quickly pivot and, and, and make a, make a really admirable move, I think to, yeah, to turn um, into something good. Yeah. To, to make it, to, to put it as a, as a positive saying like, yeah, they, you know, I think it would have been really easy to be. It's, yeah. Like they get a lot of support from people when they had posted about it initially. And then yeah. they're like, all right, well, we're going to support the community that supports us. So it's great. Yeah, totally. Always good people yeah. over there. So it's really glad we get to partner with them. Same. Yeah. I think th- th- this story, I was like, Oh, that is so cool. Um, so totally. yeah, go check that out them that they're in Bloomington. They're in little Canada. They have a website, uh, three star sports cards.com. So, um, all right, Julian. Well, I guess, uh, we'll be nervous tonight. See you on the other um, side. <laughs> see you on the other side. We'll probably text tomorrow. Um, it's going to yeah, be a late, sure. yeah, late, late game, eight thirty start national TV. So I'm guessing it won't be over with until like midnight or so, but, um, I guess we yeah. won't be potting, right? Maybe we pod right after, maybe we pod the next day. We'll probably the next day. Year. Yeah, we'll probably we'll play it's by year. Be the next day. Doubtfully, yeah. doubtful, doubtful. Potentially Wednesday morning. We'll see. Potentially. Like early, early before work. Very early. Um, all right, Julian. Well, thank you. Cool. Uh, good luck. Uh, good luck, Wolves. Um, and we, we'll, we'll <laughs> see you guys on the other side uh, later. <laughs>